as I drive in the southeast part of Saskatchewan. <coughs> what is going on? What is new? I'm headed out east and I thought, you know, let's crack open a brand new episode and let's get going. Yes, brand new week, brand new episode. I do have to say, it took me a little bit longer to come up with this particular item. It was just one of those weird things that I never thought too much about until last, what was it last night? I think it was. I was watching a bunch of videos on Instagram and it kind of clued in. Hoyman and I, we had so many ideas, plans, things like that when we were younger, AKA at the turn of the 2000s, and we never actually went through with it. With some of the ideas, for example, moving to Alberta, moving to like one of the big resorts like uh, Banff, Lake Louise kind of area, like the beautiful part of the Rockies. Get jobs there. I don't know what Hoyman would have did. I would have probably chambermaid because that's what I was doing at the time. So it was just one of those things that we kind of threw out, which, to where I got that idea from is I remember yesterday watching a video and it's like, man, I really want to go mountain biking with Hoyman. So it is what it is. And I just thought back, it's like, yeah, I remember the, like for three summers in a row, <coughs> I saved, I planned, I got a detailed outlet of a weekend in Kenosi slash White Bear. And just in case you don't know, which you don't know, White Bear in Saskatchewan, not White Bear in Minnesota. Two totally different things, two totally different, like everything. Anyway, so Kenosi Lake slash White Bear, they have hiking trails through the forest area. The weird part about this is where I live, it's flat. There's like nothing. You can go an hour east and you get into not mountains, not like massive huge hills, but enough hills to make you walk. And there's walking paths, there's trees everywhere. It's almost like a mini forest on the prairies, which is absolutely cool. Yeah. I must have hit puberty because I went, hey. Anyway. Uh, so they have a campsite. They have trails, walking, biking, hiking, uh, water park, which for some odd reason now it's officially closed. But they have a lot of stuff out there. To me, I thought that would be a possibly great idea for Hoyman and I to pack up our mountain bikes and head out in that direction. So I emailed, or Back in the day, I wrote them, got the information, got the maps, got the pricing, campsite, lined up, ready to go. Saved a bunch of money to pay for camping, food, travels, expenses, alcohol, just to have a weekend being Wilbur and Hoyman, just having fun, mountain biking, 
on these trails. And every year they always fell through. But every year, I always wanted to do this. It's something that would have never been overly expensive. And it was basically right in our backyard. Reality, there's tons of things that you as a person can do that's in your backyard. It's just unbelievable. Like there are guys who uh, ride motocross that travel an hour to try a different track, an hour and a half to try a different track. So it's, camping is a great way of experiencing the different environments and settings that you're used to. So that's what I wanted to do. Hoyman then approaches me and says, you know what, we should do, kind of have it on our bucket list. It's like, what? We should save our money for six months, pack our things, move out to Banff Lake Louise, live there for a couple years, enjoy the sights, enjoy what we love doing, get jobs, and do that. And at the time, you know, it was one of those things, I was young, kind of hesitant about society, life in general, traveling to new places, starting over again. So I said yes. I don't know if he was, uh, if he was really truthful about it, like he wanted to do that. But now that I look back at the situation, the idea, everything like that, it was something I should at least try. If it was for one, two, three months, then be it. At that time, everything would have been a hell of a lot cheaper. Living arrangements. Well, actually, I can't really say that. Because in 2000, what was it, six? No, 2005, when my buddy Cody and I went out to Vancouver for a holiday, we were taking a look at some of the houses and things like that in that area and there was a four bedroom, four bath house in White Rock, BC, built in the side of the mountain. And that was $2,200 a month. And we thought that was just absolutely outstanding, outlandish. This is the kicker. And some of you, you're probably thinking, well, that's not bad, 2,200. And compared to prices now that people are paying here in Saskatchewan, yeah, it's actually really not bad. <coughs> Can you hear that? Those are like little rocks falling from a semi. I had to get out from behind it. Anyway, so really $2,200, like, in Regina right now, you could probably get a one-bedroom, two-bath condo for the exact same price. In the ghetto. No. <laughs> in a good part of town, but that's besides the point. So, for that price, now that I look back, it's actually not bad. Uh, oh, 
just to compare it, what I was paying in Melville at the time for one bedroom, one bath, bi-level house has on top. Actually, it was quite nice on the inside. It was about, was it $275 a month? So almost $2,000 more to live in BC than in Melbourne. So just, just the price, thinking of Banff, Lake Louise, houses, I just absolutely cringe. So taking a look back at our idea, reality, it wasn't that bad. If Even if we had one more person that was part of our clique, so it would have been three of us, we could have packed up Hoyman's vehicle, trailer, our bags, everything like that with our mountain bikes, headed out there, drove 10, 12 hours, hit up these places, we could have enjoyed a little bit of a freedom, the fresh air of the forest, the mountains, downhill biking. Who knows what would have happened, where our life would have been. And that is one of the things that does kind of eat my brain, saying, what if? Hence that one show that I did about what if I played ice hockey? What would have happened? What if I did this? What would have happened? So I know for a fact, everything would have changed. The whole world would have changed. Situations would have changed. I would have changed everything. But the whole point about it is, if you have a chance, opportunity to do it, why not? If Hoyman and I failed and we were struggling, our parents could have gave us money to get back home and we could have restarted our lives that we had. But the problem now, despite me having kids, Hoyman having kids, us, both of us having families, responsibilities it's sometimes just it's crazy that times back in the day we just didn't want to venture because we didn't want to really fail one thing I do have to say is failing is a part of life and if you have the chance and opportunity to actually go do it do it. You'll never be that young. You'll never have that original idea again. If you can succeed at your ideas, your goals, your bucket lists, it will never ever eat you up again. And if you do fail, take that opportunity to make it into a positive. You know what to do. So why not do it? If you're going down a road and there's a left and a right, and the right one is nothing more than a circle back to the main road, then all of a sudden you hit that little section left or right. You don't go, you don't keep going right, you go left. You know the right's gonna take you back to where you are. 
So you take the left, and eventually you'll be on your way. That's what life is. That's the experience that you need to do. So just think about that for a little bit, and you'll actually see what I mean. So if you have a chance, opportunity, do it. Well, you guys, that is my word of encouragement today. Do it. <laughs> um, if you have any questions, comments, tangentswithtoby at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, tangentstoby, and everything else, social media, or head over to bio.link forward slash tangents. I didn't renew my website. Probably lost it. So I'll see you later. But thanks for tuning in. And I will catch you next week on another episode of Tangents with Toby. And before I leave, I received a tweet from somebody that I thought was kind of interesting. And it... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is she? Nope. Um, okay. So there was a Twitter account that said in their tweet, fair few people saying that we aren't the first podcast to record from a moving car, citing bogus references would encourage people to do own research. Cheers. So then, why? Of course. Then, Evan, feeling kind of tired totally, or Sir Rajata, S-I-R-R-A-J-A-T-A-H, said, you boys seeing this to myself and thoughts by Randy or driving with Randy we gotta get the podcasting car gangs together and give these pud loving gentlemen a piece of our pods and you know something each to their own but never ever think you're the first because I can guarantee you somebody else has already done it I've been doing this particular style show driving for like nine years. Most people, they know that I personally have five kids. And I've, and even kids before that. I just do not have the ability to record at home, so I do it as I drive. I have my own studio, I have my own background music, well, the radio, but I just, it's one of those things. I think Randy and I need to get our podcast network up and going and start promoting people when they drive or record when they drive. So until then, you guys, thanks for tuning in and I will catch you next time right here in tangents with toby and of course next time i will be recording as i drive so i will catch you on the flip side peace truckers